this is it. Like you're going to either do this and you're going to make back what you felt like you lost and really create something that's forever. And that's how I feel like I gave myself the push to put this idea out for God and his other fest. Hey, welcome to Too Hard Too Fast podcast, where if you don't need carne, it's okay. You can still see, you can still sit with me. Just don't let your veggies touch my meat. Mm-hmm. In this episode, we have Sonia Kilo, uh, the Latina owner and operator of Carne Fest. Carne Asada Fest. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, sorry, I always ruin uh, intros. I think it's a, a common theme here on the podcast. <laughs> Now, you'd be surprised how many people have butchered our festival name. I still get it to this day. I'm just kind of like, somebody has called it Meat Fest. Somebody, people still call it Taco Fest. Um, so it's pretty common. <laughs> Was it at any point called Taco Fest? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think because people that are, are non-Latinos, they just automatically like assume everything's a Taco Festival, and it's not. Uh... They're trying to break away from that stereotype. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it, but you know, like, um, uh, I think I don't, I don't, I've never, you know, everybody calls it barbecue and barbecue this, barbecue that, especially in Texas. But a carne asada for me is is like a big thing. Like, you don't throw a carne asada just for. Well, I mean, I guess you do sometimes, but it means yeah. like a, it's a big deal either way. Yeah, and that's one of the things that um. I have to explain a lot to to the people that get it that are Latinos. They're like, oh, they know what a carne asada is. But to people that didn't grow up around that carne asada, they, they automatically think, oh, so you're going to have carne asada, which we do. Um, but I'm like, you know, I grew up where every weekend was a carne asada. And my, my parents would invite not only their family, but I could invite all my friends. And it was just every weekend was a carne asada. And so that's what I grew up doing. So I think that's honestly felt like home to me. And when... I'm sure we'll get into it, but yeah, it was really easy to to brand for me. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, so let's sit back, buckle up, let's go too hard, too fast. Boom. Welcome to Too Hard Too Fast. Welcome back to Too Hard Too Fast. Anything that rolls downhill, man. I mean the old habits die hard, right? It's the podcast by the people for the people. Well, I'm going too hard too fast. Well, we are double fisted on that ass. <laughs> Only here, too hard, too fast. Let's do it. Hi, welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast. This is Sonia Kilo with the Carne Asada Fest. Make sure you guys are in Dallas, Texas on Sunday, May 28, 2023 to experience the best and the biggest Carne Asada Fest in all of Texas. Let's go, somebody take me. I need to go. <laughs> so welcome everyone to Too Hard, Too Fast go. podcast. That's right, <laughs> where we go off the rails. And George has to worry about it. So, <laughs> here we go. For the podcast of the century. Cheers. Okay, so Carne Asada Fest. It's May 28th of this year. And mm-hmm. In Dallas, Texas. Are you from Dallas? Are you originally from Dallas? Always been from Dallas? Yeah, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. I've never lived anywhere else ever. I just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't mean to make it sound so like. Sad. <laughs> not sad i don't know but i think dallas is it's too big for me i'm from a small town uh eagle pass eagle pass yeah but... <laughs> <laughs> no i know where eagle pass is and dallas is very big um it's a it's one of them cities that is also a very big business city it's a consumer city so 
you know, when I go to other parts where some of my family are from, like I have my husband's family from San Antonio, which is Pleasanton. So Dallas, honestly, is one of them things where I grew up in Dallas. So I've always had like the best of both worlds where I could go to the city. We could see like really, you know, big things happening. Um, and then, but where I live, it was kind of, you know, it's close to where it still feels like a small town. So I get the best of both worlds. But I have been places where it took like an hour and even more to get to the bigger city. Yeah, Houston, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, while I'm not, like I said, I'm from Eagle Pass. I live in San Antonio now. Um, Dallas is still huge for me. But I kind of like, I still like it. I do have issues with Houston. That's why usually, you know, I'm okay <laughs> with calling them out. But um, I like Dallas. Uh, but I will say, I usually do drive through Dallas to get to Fort Worth. And Yeah, I- Fort Worth is honestly like, is a whole nother, you know, part that I think a lot of people, if you're from Fort Worth, you you appreciate it. And then Dallas kind of gives it a hard time. I don't really know why. Fort Worth is a beautiful city, has so much art and culture there. Uh, I honestly, when I was looking into purchasing a home, I did look into Fort Worth because I appreciated how beautiful it was. But all of my family lived in Dallas. So I'm one of those people who want to stay by their family, whereas other people want to get as far away as they can. And that wasn't me. So it didn't really work out. But definitely Fort Worth is a beautiful, beautiful city. Oh, oh, before we go any further, I just saw in your story when I was like, I was trying to like apologize to you. Like, hey, I saw that you got on. Uh, You're eating snacks. You want to like talk about snacks? They have... Manzana Loca. It was one of our food vendors. We had to do um, our taste reaction videos yesterday, which is a whole production. Usually it's split up into multiple days, but this year we're so busy. So we packed it all in in one day. And I didn't eat that much food this year, but two of the other people that work with me were there all day. And honestly, they wanted to do this. They were like, no, I'm going to be there all day. I did not force them to do this. But you could see our meter, like our spirit meter just going, because they didn't I mean you have to when you see this food it's one thing to see a picture of it and it's another thing to really just have access to all of this amazing food so they're really just supposed to try the food react and go on but what they were doing was trying the food off camera then eating the whole thing and so that was from like one o'clock to seven o'clock at night can you imagine no not at all (laughs) and so and they're they're not you know especially my friend Kirby, she's not a, she's a really small girl. And so I was like, Kirby, like, can you, she's like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. It really honestly probably was like the Olympics of eating yesterday, but yeah. So one of the food vendors had brought, this was her thing. Um, so it has manzana, has manzana, has like the sour uh, patch kids, worms, the spaghetti and some peanuts, but the manzana is my favorite, the part of it. That looks all- good. I mean, I it looks like I'll regret it the next day, but most of the things I do, I it's I, I'm okay with it. People say that I always eat things and like I do. I test it and I'm like, let me let's see my my stomach likes this because some things they don't like. Um, but I'm thankfully not weird about certain things. There was one guy I think it was last year. Um, he tried. He came out to do our taste reaction video, but he didn't tell us he was lactose. And then we kept seeing him pop these pills and we were like, what are you doing? Like, he was like, <laughs> he was like I'm lactose. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is the worst thing for you to do. He said, no, if, if I keep popping these, I'd be okay. 
He's like, I've had this my whole life. I'm just like, okay. But hey, uh, it's been dealing with Chorro later. <laughs> um, so, okay. Um, if you ever need a taste reactioner, I, I, yeah. mean, I, got, the, I got the panza for it. Uh, See, and people, you know, this is the funny thing is everybody really thinks that it's a really easy job. But if you try, if you want to be a part of an extra, these are the things that you have to do. You And this is for anybody watching. If you ever want to be a taste reaction uh, foodie person for the Carne Asada Fest, um, the things that we look for is I don't we don't want you to eat and say, mm, that's good. We literally need you to describe to us. And I, my favorite part when people describe things is when they bring up random stories about how it relates to something in their life, because it's just funny. Like it honestly is it's just a good, good reaction. And it just takes you down a path. But you'll see the videos will start coming out like in the next couple of weeks if you follow our Carne Asada Fest page and you'll kind of see how how we how it rolls. But it's fine. Hello, this is Adrian on Moon Lumberjack Tacos. This is going to be my second year at Canasada Fest. I got fajita tortuguitas. I got homemade charro beans, my own recipe. They're good. Yeah, they're really good. Can I have a recipe? Adrian, Adrian from Lumberjack Tacos, you came correct today, Adrian. Well, I follow it, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody else needs to follow, whoever's listening. Okay, so I want to, obviously, we're here to talk about Canasada Fest, uh, May 28th. Um, but online, your presence online is huge. Uh, and, I'll, and right now we're talking a little bit about the videos, but so the way I came across Carnasada Fest, I think I was just like scrolling real quick through Instagram, which is like a bad habit I have that I don't really pay attention to what's going on. I just like scroll because either I'm like not paying attention to whatever, whatever else is going on. But I I came across the blue background and it caught my eye. So I kind of like scrolled back and I was reading it and I was like, oh, shit, this is pretty cool. Like, this is something interesting that's new. Like, uh, and then I saw it was in Dallas and I was like, dang it. Why is it going to be in Dallas? <laughs> but, well, I guess Dallas is a good central area, right, too, in Texas. Yeah. yeah. But uh, So I started following it and then... It's a Latina owned and operated. So I was like, I need to figure out who this Latina is that's, you know, doing this. Like, I, I think it's so cool. So it took me a while to, like, a little bit of Instagram creepering to figure out who Sonia Kilo is. And then I saw it and it's like, you got music videos, like singing yeah. videos. You got, like, these reaction uh, videos or, like, somewhere where you're, like, in a kitchen. I said, I, I'm guessing this is the videos you're talking about. Yes. The, the, I think. I think those are the ones that are coming out now, probably this so, year. So let, before we talk about more about Carnesada Fest, tell me about Sonia. What does Sonia do and how did you get so crazy famous on the Instagrammers <laughs> and whoever, wherever else? Uh, so that's honestly, thank you for saying that because even to this day when people, when I meet people and they say, they tell me things like that. It's really weird to hear even when I was an artist because I was an artist for the past four years. And I say was because I haven't actively been producing any or been releasing any music. Um, but I was an artist from 2018, I would say to about 2022 was the last or 2021 was the last time I released music. Am I ever gonna let you go? Like the way you let me go? It honestly was the starting point on how I was able to understand what 
kind of capitalizing on who you are, your brand. And I was able to do that in such a unique way because I grew up in music. I grew up um, songwriting. I was in voice lessons for a really long time. And I grew up listening to all kinds of music. So it was easy for me to be a songwriter. And I decided in 2018 that I was going to go ahead and release my own music. And I knew the only way I could be taken serious as a songwriter is if I released that music myself, which was really hard for me, but I did it. And I just was myself. And it really helped people just gravitate towards that because I was a real person, I guess. And I started this brand called La Chismosa because I, I looked at songwriting as basically telling the chisme on yourself. And I was like, if anybody's going to tell, you know, my stories, I wanted it to be my way. So I'm going to be my own chismosa on it. That took off. And that's when I really saw branding, merchandise, what it meant. And even then, I mean, I think about it now and I'm, I'm still honestly like shocked that people appreciated that form, art form of me. And every time I would release music, I would release another piece of art with it, whether it be merchandise or something else. I did other collaborations with local art, lo local uh, businesses, one of them being the Dulce Chilados, the spicy candy. We released candy called Kilo Bites, and it was a oh, mixture. Nice. Yeah, and the, that's Dude, perfect a name, perfect name. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it just it just kept going and going and going. And I was like, I mean, honestly, every single time something would get released, would I think that it would sell out? No, I didn't. I never thought that. I was always very humble. Like, it takes a lot of work and, and I have to, um, I never took it as like, it was an easy job. I put, honestly, a lot of thought into it. The My art guy, his name is Dummy Fresh. I, you know, bug him even to this day because he still works with me. I bug him. I would nitpick at everything. Be like, no, this is what it is. But it's because I thought as a consumer and as a Latina, I know what we like, like I, I didn't, I think I always put my culture into everything that I did. And then got the reason why Carne Asada Fest happened was because I started realizing that after the pandemic, music kind of did this weird thing. And I didn't know if I had it in me anymore to kind of start over again. I wasn't really starting over, but it was like the music just in general was on, all online. And I was so used to just being out there, whether it was traveling and doing shows. So I did everything I could during 2020. And then when they started letting us out of our house and stuff, I was like, oh, okay. I had this idea in 2018, I remember, because I would always do shows and I would always look at all these shows like, I would do this and I would do it this way. And I really wish they would do this. And I started becoming friends with a lot of people in Dallas, like, DJs and pro um, promoters and stuff like that. None of them ever took me serious. I was just like, look, I think you guys should do this. No, nobody ever took me serious. So then nobody took me serious. So I just decided to call up my friends and I was like, look, I want to do this idea that I, I think would really work. But if we're going to do it, we have to do it now because they're letting us out of our house. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. so, and I, I remember the moment that I got on, got on the phone and I talked about it, like the idea and then I went and found the place that day, the first place for Carne Sala Fest. Six weeks from the day that we talked about it to it happening, it just blew up overnight. And I, I think a lot of that to the fact that the pandemic had us just wanting to go out. Oh, yeah. So it honestly like was like a restart for me because creatively I had the opportunity to like not only as an artist put other artists on, 
a platform, but do it in the way that I felt like I wish somebody would do for me. I wish somebody cared this much about, you know, about shows that I did, which I'm not saying not all of them did, but some of them, you know, just don't have that eye. And then I got to bring in my, my other favorite thing, which was food. And it just was like a beautiful mixture of culture and community and the saying, you know, you're invited to the carne asada was just honestly, they call it the infinity branding, which I just learned that this year or was it last year? But infinity branding means it goes on forever and ever and ever. And I, to the, I'm telling you to this day, I don't, I think I accidentally fall into these things and nobody believes me. They're just like, no, you, you got to give yourself more credit than that. And I'm like, no, honestly, I just always go back to my roots always go back to what's familiar to me and what feels like home to me. And I just think of those things because I love them and then I make it work. And so I just fall into it. So that's how that happened. <laughs> well, I, I, that last part kind of relates to me to where like, they always says like, oh, George, he says, Jorge, uh, <laughs> he says he's going to do something and things just end up happening. He just ends up making it happen or ends up doing it, whether he fails or not. There's, there's a lot of work that goes to like a lot of things that I want to do. And I feel almost, I feel more on the things where I say, oh, I want to, but then don't move forward with it. Um, <laughs> I don't believe that there's any way anything gets, or the ball doesn't get, fuck, I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> the ball doesn't just happen. Just like start it rolling. Get rolling on its own. Yes. yes. The ball just doesn't start rolling. You have to give it the push. And if you have the good push, like, and especially people behind you, then yes, one, then eventually it starts rolling and uh, it starts growing. But you had to actually, like you said, you had to put your background into it. Um, yeah. And, you know, I tapped into to my fan base and I was just like, look, I, I remember I was scared because I think the venue held 700 people. And I was like, if I can't even pack out 700 people, like everything I always did, I always kind of was like, People are waiting for me to not do good. I don't know if that was true, but, you know, it's kind of something that was always been a fear of mine. I'm like, people are always waiting for me to not always kill it. And that's like, it's like a personal um, thing that's always on my shoulder because even when I post things that are happening that are good, people are like, wow, you're always killing it. I hate that. I hate when people say that because I kind of just want to be in the middle so that I don't have that high expectation to always, to always meet. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely times that, I tried something and it, it didn't work and maybe people noticed, maybe people didn't notice. I really don't know. But in this situation, I was like, I have to sell out 700, I have to sell out 700 tickets or, um, you know, like it's just not going to look good. And I, as soon as I stopped thinking that and really just put my own personality into it, like you guys coming, are you coming or what people, you know, will come, people were coming, like tickets were selling like crazy and we sold out. How do, how do you stop thinking about it? Because you're right, like, um, everybody goes through the whole, like, I don't know if I'm good enough, uh, who am I, kind of thing, especially in our cultures, like, quien, quien te crees? So, Thanks. obviously, obviously, you start thinking that your family, your friends, that they're all, yeah, they're supporting you verbally, but behind, they're like, quien te crees the way. You know, like when you say like our family, like Latinos, I think Latinos used to be like that a lot where they were the least supportive people. Right. Um, but I think it started changing as the younger Latinos started coming up or we were, we realized social media, you have to support 
there's so much room for so many people. But the way that I, what I realized was um, failing is actually winning because you did it. Like you started something. And honestly, the greatest things came from failures because, you know, we didn't get the Apple computer because, you know, they just out the gate created this amazing thing. I mean, look at where Apple is now. Everybody has an iPhone. The iPhone wasn't created overnight. The iPhone started back from their first Apple computer. And it just, it was just trial and error, trial and error. So I much rather, I would tell myself now, I much rather look like somebody who's believing in herself and trying than somebody that goes through their whole life and doesn't try any of their ideas. And I think that scares people sometimes because they're like, well, I don't have the money to waste like that. And I get that too, because when you don't, when you don't do well, you do waste money, yeah. <laughs> but you got to be like very smart with how you're going to do it. And so I try to do a little bit of research, like, well, this is, you know, this is how much this costs. This is how good this did. Let's do a, a test. Let's do it like a, a little baby launch. Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, you're going to spend that money somewhere else. So if it's worth it to you, I would just honestly get out of your own head and just really like, if you don't try, then you're failing. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I left my nine to five. I worked at a very big medical center here in Dallas and I left that job in 2019, 2018. I left that job in 2018. I took out my 401k and I invested all of my money into music. So that was already like one of them things where it's like, if you fail, you are wasting all of your 401k and you're going to have, and I had two kids and I'm married, you know? And so I, that was the first time that I really like believed in myself. And I was like, was there any like fallback plan? No, like, like just- <laughs> <laughs> the fallback plan was to go back to work, but I honestly, <laughs> but I, I, I didn't want to go back to work like that because I failed. I really wanted it to give a shot. So did I know the pandemic was going to happen? No, I was like really doing well, seizing every opportunity, building my brand. And then I remember I got back from Chicago. I did my first show in Chicago. Um, I had never performed in another city like that. You know, Chicago was a, I had fans in Chicago. It was a really big thing. And I went and I came back and that's when they were like, Hey, we're shutting everything down because this thing called COVID is happening. And I, I went into a really dark hole, but again, like I say, people didn't know that that was happening to me. And it was because I was very scared. I was like, this is my only form of living. I have to become very creative. So I remember I felt like I was on a, a like, a you know, that little hamster that's running on the wheel yeah, because I was trying to keep up. I was trying to keep up with what everybody was doing. Like it was, everybody was on their phone. You know, we had Clubhouse, this new app that came out. I, I did so many podcast interviews in 2020. And I remember I was like, I've never done this many interviews in my life, but that's all people were doing. were searching and searching and looking at what was going on. So it was a really important time to be online but inside I felt lost and like suffocated and like can I keep up am I even doing this right what's going on and so 2020 when they 2021 when they let us out I was so happy to just be outside that I said this is it like you're gonna either do this and you're going to make back what you felt like you lost and really create something that's forever and that's how I feel like I gave myself the push to put this idea out for Godness Adapest. And as far as like the light switch that went off, I mean, 
it was just fear of what I had already experienced and what I was trying to forget. Interesting. I like that. Um, thanks for sharing that. That's uh, let me ask you a question that you probably, you probably get all the time. What okay. is <laughs> what is a carnasada? What does carnasada mean to you? And what is carnasada? So carnasada means to me is basically where you get to get together with your friends and your family. And you really have nothing to be celebrating. You're really like, it's just the moment you guys, you guys aren't working. It's usually the weekend. You put so much food together. And then the best part about the carne sala is the playlist because whoever, whoever gets to be the DJ that night. I mean, if you get a good person to be the DJ that night, they'll go through the whole thing. So they'll start with the Tejano, then we'll go into the cumbias, then we'll go into the country music, then we'll go into the, we'll end it with the rap. Like, how did we get there? <laughs> you know, our abuelos are like, okay, this is our time to go inside because the rap came on. Yeah, but it's getting rowdy out here. <laughs> yeah, that's what the carne asada, that's what a carne asada really is. It's just you being together with the your most favorite people in it. You're drinking, you're eating, you're listening to awesome music. It's like your own mini world. I like to think, and I think this is maybe very biased, but I like to think that the pit master, whoever's working that oh. that barbecue pit, is the one that picks the music. What do you think? That happens at the beginning. So usually that's true because they're the ones that are outside cooking. So everybody arrives and it's their playlist. But as the night goes on, usually the pit master is drinking and then you can slowly get the playlist to go the other way. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, but you pick whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's true because it's like, we're at, um, at least for me, I, I'll go out and I'll think start setting things up. So I start setting the music up first while I'm getting like everything on the barbecue pit ready. And I always complain. It's like, what does it matter? I'm the only one out here. Estoy solo como quiera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. then, yeah, it's like once your friends and family arrives, like there's like, Six, uh, seven people around one barbecue pit looking at something burn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, ¿Está listo ya, güey? <laughs> like us looking at it is going to make it go faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's always that one person complaining, is it ready? I'm hungry. It's like, chingao, you got here late anyways. <laughs> so what goes on a barbecue pit for a carne asada? Do, do you think like weenas and, and, and burgers are carne asada or do you have to be no. like, it's a no. steak or a fajita. Yeah, it's fajita. It's definitely fajitas. I mean, what I grew up around, and this is during the time when fajitas were like two to three dollars. No, I think it was like three to four dollars a pound. Now it's like nine dollars. You know, it's getting a little crazy. But it was always fajitas, tablitas. Sometimes my dad would make a brisket, but he was never really one. He only made briskets on special occasions, like Easter, maybe for my birthday, because you know you got to be out there all night. But oh. yeah, we were always big on the fajitas and the tablitas and sometimes some ribs, but definitely um, burgers were not very big. But, you know, can I ask you a question? I ask these yeah. people this a lot. When it comes to your charro beans or your borracho beans, do you put weenies in your beans? Yeah, I do. And I'm just like, why do people do that? I can't stand to see the weenies in there. Who started really? that? I, I've, I've always learned it from like, from since I was a kid, like you have to put the wieners in there. <laughs> so Not a sausage, remember. but usually the sausage isn't ready till like the very end. So I did this thing, I think it was like two years ago, and like I was telling people, like, I'm running out of room for my friends list on Facebook. 
So I said, in order for me to do some crowd control, I need y'all to answer this question. Do you put weenies in your borracho beans or you don't? And everybody that put, they put weenies, I was like, I'm so sorry to see you go. I wish you the best in life. So we can't be friends anymore. I'm no, sorry. No, we can't be friends. No, I still <laughs> eat it. I mean, when I go places, I'll still eat it, but I'm still like, why do they so do this? Do you add something different into it and 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 so replacing it? So I actually do bacon and also do chorizo. You know, have you ever had it with chorizo? No, I've had it with chicharron. I'm a that's too. That's good too. That's good too. But I do chorizo. I do um, bacon. But I prefer not to have the leaning. I just honestly, I'm not a big hot dog person. I can do without, but I I I prefer with. But yeah, it definitely has to have the bacon. Uh, well, or you know, even like a better sausage. There's better sausage out there, but I get it. People want to do the weenie because it's just easier, and they can put more weenies in there if they buy a bigger pack. But I'm like, if you think about it, hot dogs are really weird. That's true. <laughs> I do like I do like oh yeah. I every time I eat a hot dog, I'm like, ah, oh, this is not that great, but. <laughs> not it isn't it is not i i i don't know i don't know who who thought that but was I've, a good I've never had that thought when i'm eating like borrancho beans or charro beans now you're gonna Queen eat Anna. it and be like sonia did say this was a little weird <laughs> it's like you ruined them for me <laughs> no. Uh, no i'm 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 turning you on to something better you deserve better hey in 2023 you deserve better <laughs> i'm putting my foot down i deserve better yeah. uh do you when, when okay, that's another thing. Like charro and borracho, do you prefer the beer in in it to make a borracho or without? Um, I'm sorry. There's this bug flying around. I'm like, if this lands on me while I'm in this interview, <laughs> it's gonna go viral. Oh, <laughs> you're like, yes. So now we're gonna make bets. Let's play the bet. <laughs> so how much time we have left? If this bug lands on me, you you don't have to edit it out, and you can let it go viral. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't, know. It? I don't know. That's the scary part because I just—it's really big and it's it's going around the light. So, okay, let me see. Let me focus so I don't get scared. <laughs> um, what did you say about the? Do I put the what in it? I forgot. To. Uh, <laughs> you said do um, I? Put oh, the, the the beer, the beer. Like, do you prefer beer in it or? Because there's some people that go like, oh, I don't want the beer in it. Oh yeah, I do like the beer in it. I also put beer. Beer salt's in it. Look, you can see my face. I'm like squinting. You can oh. also see, I also put beer salt in mine. Um, I put beer salt in it. It actually tastes pretty good. But I, I put a little bit of beer in it. Do you put beer in your carne? Does you think that even does anything to it? it just no, I mean, beer. unless you let it soak before. I feel like I feel like if you let it soak before, like kind of like sit in it and marinate it, maybe. I feel like it has to be a dark beer, not like a, not like a light beer. So, you know, for Carne Asada Fest this year, we're actually going to be giving away free Carne Asada. And the cool part about it is that there's going to be a couple of the food vendors, like um, there's going to be Smoking Dogs, there's going to be Big Rooms Barbecue, and I think one more. They're going to do, they're all going to season their Carne Asada the way that they want to. And one of them, like, he put, like, oranges, limes. I had it yesterday. It was good. I bet that's going to be good. Yeah, it was, it's gonna be served with um, a tortilla, salsa, and a carne, a piece of carne, and it's gonna be free. it's gonna be free for the first hundred people. Oh, dang. get there early, dude! So H E B, don't take my idea because you know H E B is gonna be like, "What's Sonia doing over there, carne salad? We need to get our Latinos back." 
You know how H-E-B is. <laughs> I, are they, are they, they should be they sponsoring are, you, first of all. But huh? they should sponsor you instead of being a competitor. H-E-B, if you're watching this, please sponsor me. Uh, I've reached out to them so many times. I, I definitely, I need to find somebody's family member who's doing big things in H-E-B. <laughs> but because they did, they just, they did just come to Dallas. They're in Plano. And I think... I forgot what the other one is, but there's those places are still popping. I have yet to walk into an H-E-B over here. Honestly, H-E-B in any city is a little crazy to me. It's like, it's so packed that like everybody's buggy like, mm, like it's a little too crazy for me. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm well, obviously I'm a fan, but it's because it's the only, the only place I go or there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, we have. I mean, their tortillas are good. I'm not going to lie. But, oh, but this is not about HB. Let's stop talking about HB. Oh, I'm sorry, HB. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm they ain't sorry. paying you, so we ain't talking about them. <laughs> hey, cut, cut that out. <laughs> turn, uh, turn the camera off. Let's start. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but I, I think that that's really cool that this year we're going to give out free carne asada because, you know, what's the carne asada fest without the carne asada? So last year we gave out uh, Pizza Patron pizza because, you know, they have a carne asada pizza. Have you ever tried it? No, but the actually, it's funny that you bring, bring that up because I usually, and you know, Pizza Patron's not paying me, so I don't have to be nice. A- I'm usually not a fan of Pizza Patron, but my friend brought it over literally like last weekend, uh, and I had the chorizo pizza. Yeah, so yeah, ch- chorizo queso pizza. Yeah. Yes, on They're the maize crust. Yes. So I'm gonna say this. A lot of people do say that. I will say Pizza Patron are my friends. Um. The cool thing, you know, I love, I, they're not with us this year, but forever, they're forever my friends because God, uh, Pizza Patron started in Dallas. Oh. So, you know how cool that was for me to be like, hey, God, Fest is happening in Dallas, Texas. We want to bring, we want to bring real hometown people. And when I started realizing that Pizza Patron was from here, I hit them up and the marketing guy had been there for like, since the beginning of time he lives in san antonio now but yeah and he was just like hey you know how awesome this would have been for us in 2020 when we released the carne asada pizza i was like you're right but yeah so during that time we ate a lot of pizza prochon and i had it before but their specialty pizzas and their wings have you tried their wings no the best and i don't even say this i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up one more restaurant and then We'll stop talking about them because they're not sponsoring you. But <laughs> my first job was at Wingstop. My first job ever was at Wingstop when Wingstop first started. And I was like so amazed because I never knew what wings were. And I was like, okay, this is cool. So I fell in love with wings. And I used to think Wingstop was the like the top tier when it came to wings. And I always was like, nobody else is ever going to be better. And then when I realized that Pizza Patron had this huge menu and they had all of these wing flavors, I said a hundred percent better than Wingstop. They even have like a spicy ranch. Oh dang! People, people are sleeping on Pizza Patron. Listen though, this this <laughs> we'll come back to Carnesada Fest because obviously this is what we're here to talk about. But well, the thing I hate about other other restaurants that don't specialize in wings is that what? they're all gummy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Like, especially these pizza places. Because you're yes. like, where did you get this wing from? What kind of chicken was this? Like, yep. which which part of the chicken is this? <laughs> yeah. It's weird. No, that's me too. I, I get really weirded out about that stuff. And that's another reason why I was like, I don't ever want to try anybody else's wing. So 
I'm a big, I love wings. Oh, we have a, a guy called Lord of the Wings. Lord, you get it? Lord of the Wings. <laughs> Lord, Lord, oh, okay, I get it. I my, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not a big right? reader, but I get it. <laughs> I'm like, Lord of the Wings. I was waiting for your face to catch on. Lord of the Wings. Um, This is our first year. We have a wing person. And a lot of people, I don't know if they know this about me, but when it comes to picking our food vendors, I like to think that we are the Super Bowl of food festivals, which let's, let me be honest, we're getting a lot of national recognition for being a really cool food festival. So that's cool. But I put a lot of thought into who comes to be a food vendor. We don't accept just anybody. And I really search, I search and I search and I look for like, who's, who's killing it at what they do. And I came across Lord of the Wings because he had this spicy elote wing. So that we tried it on Sunday, all of his wings. I mean, and you know, these are people that create their own sauces, create their own rub, create, you know, these are family, family traditions, whatever it is that they're doing. So I'm excited about him. I got his office because I love wings. Yeah. And that's considered carne asada. I, there's plenty yeah, of times I've thrown wings on, on, on the pit. Yeah. Carne asada. Uh, yeah. So we honestly let anybody, I mean, I don't want to say anybody, any type of food at a carne asada because we want everybody to feel invited and we want to be one of those things where, so have you ever been to the state fair in Dallas? No, no, I haven't. Unfortunately. Okay, what's okay. You're not missing that. <laughs> I feel like, I, well, I feel like at the beginning when it first started, it was really cool. Everybody would go for the food, but now you're just kind of like, how much did I really spend on that? You yeah. Know? I feel that's where I missed out. Like in college, I was and like, it was the in thing to do because you get away and it's a food thing. Like it's a good experience. Yeah. But now I see it as it's for the Instagram picture. Look at this fried yeah. food, you know. And my Fletcher corn dog and my big <laughs> turkey. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Like, and when it came to when I when it came to the Garnes Ada Fest, I was like, I want our music and our food to go together. I want them to both be powerhouses. I didn't want one to be better than the other. So, you know, we put so much thought into what kind of music we're having because it sets the tone and we want people to feel like they just experienced one of the best, you know, artist lineup they've ever been to. And then they're super excited because they're holding a michelada in their hand and they've just had the best tacos, you know? So when I think about Carnesada Fest, I used to always say, I want it to be like the state fair where you're trying all of these weird collaborations of food, but you'll never forget it because you never thought that you would be able to try something like that. And it were and it's really not as expensive as going to the state fair. So hope the state fair don't cancel us for saying this, but <laughs> hey, man, they need to step up their game. They need to go back to the old ways then. Yeah, it's just and I mean, they can I cancel actually... me if they want. <laughs> Please don't cancel too hard too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Don't cancel me before I get started. <laughs> no, but um, I do appreciate that. That's the thing. So the other thing that I, I um, you know, besides the local or the the vendors the, and the different foods that you're going to have, it seems like you have a good variety of local musicians. Mm -hmm. And that's super cool. Like, I, I think, think thanks to this podcast, I've been opened up to a whole world of local musicians here in San Antonio and, and you know in other places but it just it's crazy where like like it a lot of their music is even better than mainstream yeah and I really like that a lot well you know when I was an artist like I remember I would perform and people would say that I didn't think you were going to be as good as that I'm gonna be really honest 
And that was really funny because I'm like, why do y'all automatically assume local artists or like small artists are going to suck? It's just so funny to me because I'm like, the, all the, the best thing about being a smaller artist or a local artist is you get the opportunity to experiment and to try things and, and kind of just do whatever you want because you don't have that label telling you, you should be like this or you should be like that. And social media allows us to really just, see what it is that they like that we released or what we did. But so because you're from San Antonio, there is an artist that is on our lineup that's from San Antonio. Her name is Jenny B. She's a Tejano singer. And she's honestly has really good music and I love her personality. But I think I did uh, a little creepering on her Instagram when I was, I was looking through your artists. Yeah, yeah. I did see that she was from San Antonio. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and so it's not just to Dallas, and you know we try to bring other artists that are up and coming. And every year is a little different, you know. Like last year, we had bigger, we had um a, a mixture of hip hop and we had country music. We had the Hano, you know. We had Slim Thug, Paul Wall, Nina Sky. Um, this year we have Michael Salgado. We have Polanito, which I love Polanito, and um, MC Magic, you know. So. This year, I really wanted to give more of the stage time to the local artists because they honestly really drive just how they make it feel real at the end of the day for me. They make that opportunity that they get to be up on stage and really do what they love. And we put so much time into the stage production. Like we make sure that the stage looks good. It has like all of these cool effects and, you know, that's. Honestly, everybody's always like, Sonia, why don't you perform? And I'm like, because it's not about me. It's not about this isn't like Carne Sala Fest, Sonia Kilo, you know, yeah. one day, you know, maybe I'll get back out there. But at the same time, I'm just like, I love doing what I do for so that other people have the opportunity to seize the moment. Like that's winning for me. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I definitely I see that. I um, I sometimes have to remind myself uh some with, with some wise words that a friend once told me, George, this podcast is not about you. It's about the guests. <laughs> and so I, I do have to like reel it back a little bit. Um, you know, so you say that because um, all last year I didn't do any podcasts. Everybody would reach out to me and I wouldn't do any podcasts. And I, I think maybe because I was still burnt out from 2020 and I was like, there's only so many times I can talk about the same thing over and over. But sometimes I really wouldn't get good interview like I wouldn't get good interviews because I would tell my friends or the people that were managing me at that time I would tell them I really feel like they were the ones doing the interview like they were telling me their life story which is cool and everything I was like but some people are better at being you know just somebody that's watching a podcast than being you know the person the interviewer or yeah because you know sometimes sometimes people it's the same with being an artist. I used to always tell people that. Sometimes, like, you don't have to be the star of the show. You can be the person that puts together the tour. You can be the person that does the brand and marketing. Like, not everybody has to be the star. And that's something that I think that I learned was, sure, I created cool things. I created cool music. I still have fans. I was like, but I have the capability of doing something bigger. So I need to seize that moment so other people can can like I said seize these amazing opportunities. Yeah, and I I do like seeing the fact of people, whoever comes in, and I like saying this thing. It's so stupid. Well, it's not stupid, but um, I like to 
anybody i i want to i, I want to talk to anybody that has something interesting to share uh and i just i just love them like i said talking about their struggle uh their triumphs and then just their dreams and how they expect to get there um so to me that's winning for me but yeah i will also say i caught you giving me the ojo when my one of my stories carried too long and then that hit me with the it's not about you george <laughs> I <let her> talk. <laughs> <laughs> but but so the the thing that i always uh i also bring it back to is i want to whatever this podcast can turn out to and i can help anybody i can i also always want to try to help or be able to help back uh hispanic people mexican people latinos whatever anybody considers themselves brown is what i usually say um you know we cuz like we were talking earlier like we were always we were taught to be like the ones that pull each other back down but at, at this point i like to say we're all like the, we got to bring ourselves up and i'm now now i'm getting nervous and i forgot what i was going to say the <laughs> thing i said all the time oh we're going to be like pan dulce and rice together yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. There you go. It took no, me a true. little bit, but yeah, I don't really know where the like being a celoso, a celoso or celosa came. You know, I don't know why so many Latinos used to be that way. Why it was only one person could be good at being a Latino, and it's like realistically, all Latinos pretty much have built this country. Do you think it could have only been built by one Latino? Like, no, it took a, a lot of us to yeah. do it and it's like we're still doing it and you know even amongst my friends like I tell people I honestly feel like what a time to be alive for for myself because a lot of my friends from the city are doing amazing things that I've seen them build we were all building you know starting off really small and then it's like all of a sudden we're on these huge platforms like I don't I don't consider myself on a huge platform but I have a lot of my friends that are on these huge platforms like my friend Ralph Barbosa who's a comedian you know he is was on the um, Jimmy Fallon show and all of a sudden recently blew up again because George Lopez was talking shit about him oh shit that's him I <laughs> yeah. like that guy yes, yes I did too. Okay, and okay. you know it's just and then I see other other artists that um that are local artists that are out doing amazing things too that are I'm pretty sure if you don't see them blow up this year, they're gonna blow up next year because the, the path that they're on. And it's like I look at that like, wow, I couldn't believe that we all kind of really said we were gonna do something and it's happening. We're doing it. And, you know, and to speak on Ralph, like Ralph, I met Ralph in 2019 or 2020 i also put on a, together a show for him and my friend midnight jesus castillo which is his other best friend during the pandemic when we were kind of allowed to go out i put together a co comedy show i did a mix and i said kind of i did a comedy show mixed with the music and i was a musical artist but that was kind of when i started dabbling and putting on events because i wanted things just to kind of my brand to go a certain way and so that was around the first time that I met him and I we became really good friends. And I remember he told me, he doesn't have time. He said, I don't have time for a personal life. He said, I don't have time for my son and I only have time for comedy. And I remember I was just in my head, I was like, okay. Like everybody says that, you know? Now, did I think that that wasn't, that it wasn't gonna happen? No, I never thought that. But I realize now that he really had tunnel vision. He really was like, my life is eat, sleep, comedy, eat, sleep, comedy. He, that's what he did. And that's how he got to where he is now. And, 
and George Lopez talking shit about him. <laughs> For the Carnesada Fest, you know, we want to make sure that people come out to the festival that are not Latinos. You could be a no sabo kid. We don't care. You could be white. You could be black. You could be Asian. Because I always told myself, if anybody's going to be a representation of my culture, I want to make sure that they're experiencing it in the most authentic way. And it's not, like I said, taco festival. It's not some weird other festival. You know, as soon as co corporations get a hold of it, corporations get a hold of it and they're all of a sudden like, you know what people really like? They love tacos. Like, yeah, but there's more to us than tacos. And that's what I really, really push for. And I, I mean, I know it in my heart that when people come and experience the carne asada fest and they really feel like they were at a real carne asada because we aren't just shoving down like weird taco bueno tacos or taco bell tacos like no this is real people these are really and, you know the other thing that's really cool about the festival is how many of these food vendors have blown up since the start of this festival and i don't take i don't i do not take credit for that because it has nothing to do with me it has everything to do with the success that they've had for the work that they put in that day because they are the hardest workers when it comes to this festival. I have seen some of these people go from the time that they set up to nighttime and it's hard. I could never be a food vendor. I mean, yeah. sometimes, sometimes I tell myself I want to try, but I, I cannot do it. No, that, no. Uh -uh. It's hard. And, 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 you know, our first festival, we only had five food vendors. We only had five of them and they sold out in, like hours and I was like I did not anticipate nobody anticipated this so second year we were like we need more food vendors and I kind of did like a whole math thing I was like look even if I tell y'all 4,000 people are coming you can't buy food for 4,000 people you have to do the math how long it takes you to how many people can you serve in this hour you know don't get greedy don't get so we like we're really really for our food vendors where we're trying to make sure they're successful because there's no reason for you to come out and not be successful at the Carne Asada Fest. I love it. May 28th. May 28th. Sunday, May 28th, 2023. <laughs> oh, and it's on a Sunday. Like a, yeah, I... it's, mem it's Memorial Day weekend. So we're this is our second year doing it on the Sunday Memorial Day weekend. So we're going to try and keep it on the Sunday. So it's like a tradition. So people know, you know, like, yeah. you know, how everybody knows when Fiesta is. Well, yep. does it ever change? Does Fiesta ever change? Honestly, I don't know until there's a mess downtown, and then I know. But <laughs> but yeah, that's it's kind of one of them things is I'm trying to have it like instilled in people's memory. That but I like, think Memorial Day weekend is like the best because you know it's put up into Sunday fun day. And... Yes, it is Sunday fun day. That's another thing we're we're about to start announcing is like the best Sunday fun day that you'll ever have. Well, I want to be a part of it for sure. Uh, I like the the local musicians that I've been checking out. The, uh, the carne asada sounds amazing like everything that's coming um you know i know it's on a taco fest but you put it in a taco and <laughs> yeah i'll be no, there it's just, <laughs> it's just like taco fest i'm like it just sounds so like generic it does i mean there is a i, I don't want to talk too much mess about because i don't know if it's still going on but there was a taco fest or a taco throwdown here in san antonio that i really liked i don't think i don't know if it's I happening mean, but. It could still, I, I honestly, I don't want to say every taco festival is run by a corporation because I'm sure there it's not. And I'm sure there's some really cool ones out there. Um, but 
from, you know, in my situation, we've seen it here in Dallas, we've seen some really, really big corporations throw on taco festivals and we're like, y'all probably yeah. don't even, you probably don't even know what they're making, who that is, you know? Or who's making it. And yeah. That's what it like. That's what I was gonna uh, say when you mentioned earlier. Like, if there's too many like hands in 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 the pit, then you don't know like like who's making it, what what they're putting on, what ingredients, uh, what's changing. But also like that you said, like it's getting all that that culture of that goes into the food, whether it's Hispanic, Mexican, whatever it is, whoever it, that love is going away. Like it's all just like like you said, oh we're going to make this because we know this is going to sell versus yeah. we're going to make this because we love this and we know people are going to love it too. Yeah. And that's the other thing that I really love. I mean, it's only my third year. I'm hoping as it continues to grow, um, I'll have more time. Like the team gets bigger and bigger and like, I'll have more time to like really be in involved as a consumer for Cardenas Ala Fest. Cause I don't really, I don't ever get to eat the day of the festival, but I get to really get to know our food vendors and every little thing that we do, you know, like right now we're, we're nominated for uh, USA Today's uh, top 10 for the specialty food. So that was a surprise to me because I'm like, how did USA Today even find us? And I honestly thought it was spam. But <laughs> with every with every new award that comes and it's for our food portion, um, I, again, that's because of our food vendors. Like they, they are the ones that put all of the heart and soul into the Carne Asada Fest. And so I take time to get to know them on a personal level. I take time to make sure that we are promoting them the best that we can and that we're really giving them their time to shine. And that's the reason why I do the, the taste reaction videos for them, because I'm like, this is, I think the first year I did it last year, I remember one of them saying, like they looked like they wanted to cry. They were like, I'm this, this is, I've never been a part of this, something like this before. And I'm like, I get it. Like, I get it. You, you really have to have, um, I think the way my mind works is I want to set the bar. I want to be in my own category. I want to be on my own level. I don't care. You know, if somebody says, Hey, I want to be in the same level, same lane as you, I don't care. You can be in the same lane as me, but I want to do this for the heart and soul of our, our food festival. And that's the reason why I go so hard. And, you know, I think that's the reason why we win these awards. Cause it's, it's a love a hundred percent. It's like a full circle. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It's all like, people recognize it when it's, when it's just thrown together by a business versus put together by someone that cares. Um, you can tell. And you know, the reason why I put Latina owned, this was the first year I put Latina owned on there. Cause I was like, they need to know <laughs> because oh, yeah. not that, because you know not to throw any shade on Latinos or any men, not to throw shade on anybody. But you know the funniest thing was when my husband and I would go around and then we would be promoting or whatever. They were people would always automatically start talking to him like like he was a creator, like he mm. did this. They would start asking him for for permission, and I was like, that's funny how it's it's easier to assume a man did this than a woman and so I was like you know I think it's time like we just I don't have to put my name I was like but I, I want people to know this is Latina on operate like this could be your daughter this could be your sister this could be your cousin you know like it's hard it's a hard a business to be in and I learned that just in general as being an artist it was a hard business to be in the music industry as a Latina so 
nothing's changed. The only thing that's changed is I'm starting to get more respect and um, I don't have to prove myself as much. And I'm honestly being listened to and given credit where credit's due. And so I 100% appreciate the men around me because sometimes they have to speak up for me. But yeah. yeah, I felt like I needed to put that on there. So I'm glad you realized it. <laughs> Hey, I recognize real, you know, I recognize it. And I also, I'm, I'm super appreciative because I, I, I'm surrounded by women that, you know, Latina women that are Mexican women, my wife, my, my mom, you know, I, I've seen it, my, my grandma, everything, both of my grandmas. But, you know, I also see like the men in my family that are like the hardworking, el machismo. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, like, like the toughness of, of, of the guys. But also like the 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 persistence and and just like the drive that that brown women have. Yeah. Know? So I, I I recognize it. I I'm super appreciative. I'm always gonna be a fan of anybody that's doing it. But I will always also try to push Latina women a little more. Yeah. 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 I'm I not machismo. It, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I owe a lot of that to my dad because my dad wasn't machismo either. I think when people meet my dad, they always say, like, you remind me of him. Y'all both are funny. Y'all both, you know, are very welcoming. Y'all have a welcoming heart. So my dad honestly always pushed me to try everything. And um, I think that that's the reason why I've tried everything. And I've really gone about everything with this open heart, with this friendly heart. And literally everyone is invited to what I create because my dad has made me always feel that way. And then also the cool thing is we had the Grito contest at the Carne Asada Fest. Um, I don't know if we're going to bring it back this year, but man, it's because growing up, my dad had the best Gritos. And I don't know if it was because he was drinking so early <laughs> in the day, but it's like the Gritos were getting better and better as the night was going on. But if you ask him to do a grito now, he'll say no. But I'm like, I've never heard a grito as good as his. And we do these grito contests. And I don't know if it's because, like, we need a really good drunk deal to come out on stage because they're falling a little flat. And I'm like, I'm very disappointed. I'm just like, somebody doesn't have enough ganas or something because yeah, I don't know no. what's missing. That drunk deal needs to definitely yeah. get off the... I mean, because people are definitely people are definitely drunk, but it's like it's not. It's something else is missing. Either you guys aren't working enough throughout the week and you're <laughs> releasing it. I don't know. Listen, I don't want to take too much of your time. I I appreciate the fact that you were on here and you know, uh, we were able to share about Carnesa May twenty eighth Memorial Day <laughs> weekend, baby. Puro pinche Sunday fun day. <laughs> Everybody's invited to La Carnazada. You're invited. Everybody's invited. Come check it out May 28th uh, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and you, where, what is the location of it, actually? So it's at Gilly Southside Ballroom in Dallas, Texas, which is 1135 South Bodum Jean Boulevard. Um, and yeah, like doors open at 2 p.m. We we end at 11, 11 p.m. It's going to be a fun time. Puro music, puro carne. Oh, is there anything for like the veggie eaters? Yeah, we do bring out vegan, vegan food. Yeah, we make sure. We make sure. So so everybody really is invited to the Carnasa. Yes. Yes. There you go. Carnasa Fest. All right, before closing out, um, everybody can follow Carne Asada Fest on their Instagram, which is? At Carne Asada underscore Fest. And then Sonia Kilo can be followed. 
at Sonia underscore Kilo. Okay. And then the final question. Do you have a too hard, too fast story where either you got too drunk and wild or a funny story happened or a cautionary tale or words of wisdom? Anything you feel comfortable sharing with us? I feel like I have all of those, but I'm going to be, I think this one is a good one to tell. So I actually don't drink a lot anymore. Um, I've, I've been too busy. And I just, I don't have time to drink, but we got invited out to New Jersey, to Atlantic City, because someone wanted us to bring carne asada fest there. So we had to go check it out. This would be my first time in Jersey. The funnest thing that I love when I visit other cities is when I realize how late clubs stay open. But then I don't, I don't realize how, I don't know how to, to go back into normal. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so Cause you know, here in Dallas, when the clubs close at two, you're good. You made it home by the time you're all tirado and stuff like that. Like at least yeah. I. Well, Jersey, they the clubs don't close till five a.m. And it was only three of us. It was my husband. It was my one of my um, team, like one of the the guys that works on with me. I got myself as Miguel, and then we were like, let's pregame. I don't know why I was so brave. I pregamed. Then we get to the club. And I don't know why I was so like, let's get a bottle. Who does that? <laughs> like, who does that? So then, and then the clubs, and then it's open till five. So we're drinking. Not only do we break in, but then we're drinking. And I have this reel on my Instagram where it's like, you know, where SpongeBob does three hours later. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it's like us. It's like we're all dancing. We're all having a good time. Our bottle people are coming out. And then it's like three hours later. And it's like me. I'm like, they're like carrying me and I, I look crazy, but I was definitely too hard, too fast. And hey. I, I, anytime I go back to Atlantic city, I'm going to be on my best behavior and I'm going to act like I'm in Dallas. I'm going to act like I've been there before. Like, like it closes at two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how other places close so much later. And I've never like, sometimes I, I when I was younger, I used to be jealous, but now I feel like I don't think I can hang that late anymore. No, so we need to go to bed. We need a yeah. bedtime. <laughs> yeah, we need we need structure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, remember, dare to be you, dare to be weird. Carnes Ada Fest, May 28th. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Of course.